0: Coconut oil coffee—it's my attempt at a bulletproof coffee. I've heard rumors about that kind of coffee, and I keep trying it out. I don't know if my just simply putting in coconut oil helps, but to me, it's like—I uh, don't know—having a sip of cup a cup of coffee uh, on Hawaii or something. It's a little vacation, just for a split second. You feel like you're you've got palm trees around you and coconuts on the beach, and you're sipping a cup of mocha. Uh, I got my cat in the room today, so if he makes any noise, sorry, but he's a good cat, keeps all the varmint away from the, uh, the house here on the vineyard. Um, yeah, so where are we at? Today we're talking to Tim Turvey, uh, great conversation. I didn't really know Tim that well before I approached him while I was getting some uh, Chardonnay fruit from one of their vineyards. Uh, this past harvest and quickly you know we had talked a few times here and there and said hello but quickly uh got on pretty well and he's a no doubt a character and a great guy so it was a great interview it was very easy to talk to him but uh to start off i wanted to talk about uh something else to you know which is the idea of this free media and um sort of sponsorship and ads and uh, how this podcast works to this stage. I have uh, just put my own personal money in a little bit from my company and uh, help get this thing going, but it's sort of the nature of what I want to do is to provide this for free for folks. So the model at the moment is ads. Now you might get some ads on stitcher or Podbean, and that's completely out of my control. Um, but that's just the reality of, you know, the, the internet of the world right now. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, when I say Decimal Wines sponsor this podcast, what I mean is that's my industry, that's how I make some money, and if you find this podcast interesting, and uh, God forbid you find me interesting, and you're curious about my wines uh that th- that's what i sort of uh put forward to you guys to say uh use hashtag drink decibel have a bit of fun with it you know we can find that you can find the wines on our website and use the uh, promo code db podcast that'll get you 10 percent off but essentially this is free and i just do this because i'm curious and i enjoy doing this and um uh yeah i i don't know what i would do if i didn't do this because i kind of feel like i have to do this i can't believe there isn't anybody else who's interviewing all these great people particularly starting here in Hawkes bay and new zealand uh, which i'm very focused on this year though i am slot to go to australia and talk to a couple people over there with any luck two people but definitely one that i think will be a great interview and yeah there's just some very interesting people to to talk to and these stories need to be told. So, uh, yeah, like I said, that's, that's the way of the world it is to day. And, and, um, my curiosity has led me here and, and sometimes got me into trouble. Uh, but in this case, I have gotten a little bit of a sponsorship from Kari, who, uh, was the, again, I said last week, they're the only person I thought of when I thought, you know, maybe I could, try to monetize this thing a little bit uh and not completely lose money on this podcast but um because they do organic products and I have you know a big heart and passion for uh, pushing things in that direction Uh, some of my wines are grown organically I'm trying to push the growers to do that I have a very large curiosity for biodynamic winemaking though uh You know, I I I think that's just a way to achieve organics, and with any luck, we'll speak to James Milton about that later in this season. Anyway, uh, the reason why I like Kari products a lot is because um, they, you know, I've been a customer of theirs, and it sort of bridges the gap between this ongoing argument of natural wine and you know, wild yeast and all this and, and, uh, and actual organic products and doing sort of technical wine making, I guess is what we would call it. And, you know, uh, I've worked for organic producers. i work worked for a lot of traditional producers and um, Kari has a, has a organic focus to their fermentation products. They firm control some of their yeasts and fining products. Um, I can attest to the firm control and the yeast being really great organic nutrients in the case of the firm control. And, um, yeah, I think for those of you guys out there that are trying to make organic wines and certif- certified organic wines, and you want a little more control or you want to trial something in the winery, uh, give it a shot, check it out, go to their website, CarriWine.com, and, um, yeah. Yeah, there's uh, a full range of products up there, and it might pique your interest to, uh, I, I don't think we should close the door, uh, just because if you're into organic wines or natural wines, I don't think we should close the door to, you know, the hundreds of years of research and development we've done in winemaking. And I think Kari sort of goes back and forth on that, And that they're, they, you know, they're doing these great organic products, but they're uh, scientifically adept to, uh to all the research that we've done over the last couple hundred years so anyway let's get into the th- thank you carrie i don't want to just skip at the end anyway but Kari. com to check those guys out uh we are speaking with tim turvey today he's a it was a great interview lots of old hawks bay stories i hope you guys enjoy it and take it away tim <laughs> Tasting good. Bordel-ish. Well, now we have started. And you said you were born in Wellington. Yep, Above- well, Lower Hutt,
1: really. I think my, my parents were, were Wellingtonians and didn't meet till they were close to 40. So, huh. yeah. uh, so 65 years ago, that was significant. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, not uh, quite unusual and they both had an amazing life up till then in the war mum was stationed in, in egypt and alexandria and and the, the old man i think you know, i think he was engaged 11 times <laughs> um he'd he he had not been married either and uh had a had a hell of a life i think and uh lived in the in a hotel most of his life um so uh in the I think it was the george hotel mm. in wellington and uh, anyway they met and uh, and decided after mum fell pregnant that they would move to taupo because my father was a, loved his trout fishing and established what was then called Turvey's cabins at waita Hanoi. it's now the waita <coughs> fishing lodge i think Oh, okay and he built them all and we just had a wonderful six years together until they decided it was a little warm in Hawke's Bay, and uh, and we needed to move there. So, uh,
0: Thank God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very happy about
1: that. And, uh, yeah. and we travelled a lot in between. Uh, they were great travellers. You
0: were only child? Only child. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, You get it right once, I suppose. Yeah. That's <laughs> the end of it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's, it.
0: that's it. Doesn't say much for that. me. My parents tried three more times after me. So, uh, uh, Or probably tried even more. but. I um, think in
1: those days, at the age of 40, I think mum yeah, will, yeah. She's spent something like six months in, uh, in, in bed,
0: I think. <laughs> like, yeah, we're... You know, uh, making sure she didn't lose it. We <laughs> weren't that far off, but uh, I think we're pretty happy with one at this stage, and we are a yeah. bit older when we had our kids, but... Um, yeah, so... Uh, you moved to Hawke's Bay when you were about six or seven, and then, uh, you know, always sort of had an interest in what was going on around Hawke's Bay. Do you remember much about the industry at that time, like growing up? Do you remember seeing vines and things like um,
1: that? It's an interesting one, because I, uh, my parents were amazing travelers, so wherever we went, um, how did it go? I was sort of shuffled along, so I... Uh, uh, basically, it, it was a, it was a. a, a we we were travelling incessantly, um, and some people might think that it was a, um, it was a gift. I felt uh, otherwise. And by the age of ten, I think they said something like, uh, "Right, we're going on a world cruise for a year." And I said, "No, nope, I've had enough of this." Yeah. And um, so I started private boarding, and then went to boarding school straight after that, and loved it. And uh, Always associated with the land one way or another via friends, and my grandparents were farmers as well. Um, but the land and it always had an attraction to me. And, mm. um, and I, I was a lawn mowing boy through my um, home days, and for other people, always on farms and vineyards, and, um, and loved tractors and loved machinery and loved being outdoors and love practical things so yeah, yeah
0: i was going to yeah. mention that at some stage but i'm as, probably as good a time now to bring it up is that uh you were kind enough to uh help me get some chardonnay this year and you know if you were to you know think about clearview estate you think of tim Turby right away you know you're a winemaker and everything well you're you're out on the in the vines you like to be out on the tractor and you like to be uh out Out in it, and you kind of mentioned to me that day that you'd like to be the back and forth and watching the fruit come in. And and you can't, you know, first of all, there's plenty of managing partners, owners who aren't involved at all, but let alone on a tractor most of the time or on or in a ute, you know, back and forth. So I thought that was pretty cool.
1: If if, if I think back to the beginning, 32 years ago, uh, buying 50 acres on the coast, stumbling across the old vitals sign i thinking, oh, this is a good idea. Um, back then, we we stumbled and bumbled our way through life, and I felt that I'd done that uh, from the age of nineteen right up to 32 uh, when I bought that property. Um, and what year and was nothing that? seemed to make sense, really. Yeah. What um, year
0: was when you bought it? Uh, 86. 86. Okay. Yeah.
1: And uh, and prior to that. I I had a wonderful friendship with people like Hamish Jardine and uh, Mac Mason, and we were the sort of brat pack really back then, and um, and they helped me. I've got no formal training in anything, um, and and I sort of helped them, and and we fed off each other's energy and passion, and uh, so it was a. I think we we're all sort of stumbling and bumbling along and thinking, you know that that. This, we we just like the energy of each other and we like the energy of this of this new um business because it was a, it was pretty old school when we were starting up back then mm. and uh and and you know i think of us as being <laughs> yeah but uh, well they were the sacred hillbillies and, and, and um and and we were, and hamish and i were had this sort of crazy thing going on and, and some you know and and we thought you're like this has been done for seven thousand years surely you know it was near Could on the yeah. end back then you yeah. know so surely we can do this you know and and somehow we did yeah
0: um, yeah hamish Fem- 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 Fem-
1: and mac had a bit more training than i had um but um i'm a relatively quick learner
0: hamish you know. uh, i met him again well, we met briefly before but i met him again just recently and we talked about sitting down i always like that guy and uh i've only heard stories about mac but uh, they're always interesting stories yeah yeah he's (laughs) down in uh, otago these days yeah yeah Yeah. he's in central he's uh
1: after leaving well he and my uh one of my wives got together Mm. and um maggie and um and and between them and then david coming on board they really moved sacred hill into the and pr- probably more corporate now, really, I suppose. But um, in those early days, it was it was r- relatively rough. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah. Sort and of cowboy had, days back absolutely, then. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we're talking miners' helmets and two o'clock in the morning picking grapes. We won't say where from, but uh, yeah. it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, um, and and we're at this stage of actually wanting a bit of fun and wondering where the hell we're all going I think and yeah
0: I agree but, um, so uh, <coughs> I mean it had to come out of somewhere you were out in Tiawanga, you found this property how you know what
1: I just come back from overseas so prior to that I had a, a, a quite a big history of building steel yachts. Uh, 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 Working on the boats. Yes. Oh yeah. My uh, well, building my building, building a, okay. a yacht out of Sydney, and I lived at Palm Beach out in the Peninsula. Prior to that was uh, contracting. Prior to that was, um, I started the first uh, probably the, um, it was a photographic studio doing my own color processing. Could do twenty four hour color, which nobody in New Zealand, I don't think, could have done then. So we'd go places like Manfield. I love the, the I love motor racing, and we'd come back the next day with some photographs and people say wow when were these taken we say yesterday and they said that's not possible (laughs) no Uh, way so normally you'd go off to a lab and um and a week or two later you get some photographs back and in those days it was a five bath process there's no no feed anything into a machine or anything it was all done so you had
0: a, uh, like a dark room and, yeah, and had yeah, the whole yeah, setup there
1: in right? yeah. and photographics, yeah, in Palmerston well I I was there for four years getting a degree in as a BA B. and then moving on to town planning realized I made a huge mistake <laughs> after four years and went surfing. Yeah, know? so yeah, good um, move. Yeah. So we lived in Mahia for a year and a half as well and uh and uh, yeah, was, there was a lot going on in those 12 years let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Mahia
0: yeah. is such a special place I uh Spent like a long weekend up in Mahanga, and you know, just sort of cruise through Mahia, and I keep wanting to try to get back, and uh, we we keep talking about it, me and my wife, and yeah. I, I just think that place is magic up there. I think
1: Tiny Bish has got a problem. yeah, out I there. think I, he yeah, told me out that yeah. past the reefs, I think, and uh, so yeah, we've all we've all got little bolt holes somewhere. I have got a place in Fiji that maybe uh, I've realized that now I actually live in a paradise, and uh, Tiawanga and I hardly ever go there, but. Uh, Oh, well, (laughs) let me know if you need a
0: renter. (laughs) Or if you need a house sitter for a week or two. Um, And then, so then after that, sort of after 12 years of bouncing around and doing... Well,
1: establishing a large pineapple farm in um, Byron Bay, actually, Ah. um, for for two or so years, um, we decided to come home to raise children. And was uh,
0: pineapple successful there? Yeah, or? pineapples
1: were great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was the elders, IXL were taking the fruit, and um, and we were you know, hard out up against um, uh, Golden Circle and and across the border in Queens, Queensland. So it was a, it was, a, there was some politics going on, but it was, <laughs> and and again, very cowboy back then. Uh, it was uh, yeah yeah again a lot of fun actually but 400 acres in, uh, in from Byron Bay uh, the lovely place to live and and uh, but we needed to come home home was where the heart is and uh, Hooks Bay is where the heart was mm. and Maggie and I um, we, we, my father was uh, had a lot of property in Hooks Bay and and we were offered houses and in the end we decided that. Tiawonga is where we wanted to be, there's a very nice little right-hand point break there, and um, and uh, and then one way or another we were offered this piece of land which then became Clearview that we bought for, uh, what we pay, $76,000, um, and uh, moved into the little old rough old uh, house that I think had been a tobacco drying shed uh, pre or other drying shit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it could have been anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, yeah, it certainly had a history. and uh, That's and not we, still there, that shit. Th- no. Yeah, it's the it house, is the, It is now called the Clearview Homestead. It now has ah, six cool. bedrooms, two kitchens, two bathrooms, and we've added onto it over the years. And, that's awesome. And, uh, and it's 100 years old, and, and that's where A.J. Vidal started in 1914-15. Yeah. I think moved from there to where Tamadra State is, about 22, I think. And, uh, but love all that history. You know, we don't have enough history in these. I Island, completely
0: and, uh, agree, and it's part of the reason yeah. why I do this. And, you know, I did my stint at Vital working in the restaurant, tasting room, vineyard, and there was ton- they'd stumble upon crazy history in that place. Man. Yep. And yeah,
1: and I have a lot of, a lot of luckily, the old photos. Uh, Maggie Taylor, who's one of the first chefs, he managed to grab a few of those way back, and, and some of the old bottles of wine as well, uh, some of them dating back to about 1930, I think, so um, one unopened, which is uh, a beef and malt wine. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Beef and uh, malt. Because in those days, you know, they'd ferment water with a bit of sugar and some colour, and this yeah. is beef and malt. Yep. for heaven's sake and it was and it was called finoptimum uh, oh, no 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 did not say that <laughs> uh, something like vinotica or Vinod- no, yeah no, yeah anyway it was a uh, it was a so-called health drink uh, I yeah, Presume sure. trying to get through that prohibition period yeah. but uh, quite high in alcohol and um, tasted like the mo- I, I had two bottles when i opened and it just tasted like an old rutherglen musket it yeah. was unbelievable God only knows what was in there.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Who knows? the uh, Siebel's,
1: Backos, you know those those uh, Reichenstein all those those hybrids that they pulled in back then, and uh, and lots of sugar, a bit of colour, and uh, and in that case, I would say, you know, Oxo cubes or something or other, um, beef and malt, maybe chucking a beast in there every now and then, but like you do with. Uh, with beer and yeah yeah a little protein stabilization old, <laughs> old, uh, oyster yeah 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 <laughs>
0: but, um, so when uh there was no vines there when you bought uh, the when i
1: bought it, it had been through that vine pool scheme so uh, ah, yeah, yep. the previous owner probably pulled out a 100 grand out of it you know yeah
0: and but it uh, would have been all hybrids and stuff yeah no, well i you
1: say that but then as I, you know over the years i found little sticks with chardonnay merlot and uh, cabernet uh, and um, and so there were some classical varieties there as well, and uh, uh, and I know historically that's correct, but they were... Well, where they were and what
0: clone and all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah, and, uh, and
1: and and riddled with virus. And yeah. I think somebody said the home of Phylloxera in Hawke's Bay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: but um, yeah, it, was, it just, so it's probably uh, better it isn't there actually. But um, and then right away when you. You know, I've kind of heard bits of the story about you guys planting your own vines over the course yeah. of so many well, years. Actually, um,
1: yeah, well, actually, um, there was a lot going. There's always a lot going on. I seem to be inundated with projects the whole time, and uh, and I love projects, and 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 I'm just always busy. Uh, much to the detriment of myself, I think, with my children, and uh, probably the old wife will say the same. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so. At the same time, I was establishing the New Zealand's largest nursery. We grew eight million trees a year. We started that with a hundred dollars and I think by year three or four, my partner, David Ward and I were pulling a couple of hundred grand each, um, which 30 years ago was significant. Um, Somehow it all, Okay, I think there's, uh, I think a wife had decided to disappear, and and uh, so I needed some money, and it all came in at the right time. Oh. um, and um, and so uh, when you've got no money, uh, you do it all yourself. So we actually, I taught myself to graft grapes and started at the same time doing some nursery work, not just the trees, not the eight million pine trees, but also some, um, and and that was relatively successful. So. Were, were there other
0: nurseries and uh, buying nurseries in Bay at the yes, time? Yes there
1: were but no Malcolm Wyffin was perhaps the only one floating around in those days uh, And some of the old um, I think uh, I think it might have been Corbins up in mm. Auckland, might, might have been Ormond Corbins or uh, Bill, anyway, uh, uh, something uh, like um, that had something going. But yes there had to be nurseries because there was there were, there were plantings going on. Um, but the local one was uh, was not far away from me. Actually, I never went and saw them, but I certainly um, did a lot of talking and reading, and and we were quite successful at, at Tennant Road at, at, um, at, at producing these vines.
0: Um, and where was the source material coming from?
1: Uh, wherever uh, wherever uh, you could find wherever, it. and and we'd find you know for example the Chardonnay would be. Uh, a, a, Actually, well, it's all really, you know, holy moses, a lot of history here. But anyway, yeah, yeah. back then it was clone four and five were coming on stream, and everyone was going, "Oh my God, thank God we found a, a clone without um, uh, without the hen and chicken," and you know, we might get some crop. And and thank God we didn't plant that at Clearview. But uh, um, it, uh, you know, of course, it went on to become more of a champagne clone with with uh, with you know. Very high acid and no fruit, and um, and luckily we planted all Mendoza all the time. And but we would find you know bottles of wine that we like the look of, like the delicate Swamp Road and like the um, and and so we would take our cuttings from there. Or mm. um, and and often people thought that they had clone four and five, and in fact it was still Mendoza. You know, it was it was very cowboy back yeah, then. Yeah. Um, 86, 87, the vine. Improvement group was starting to take uh, shape, and uh, and so sort of that was the beginning of and um, in, 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 you know.
0: And you were getting rootstock from from wherever we could. Yeah, same yeah. deal, yeah. same deal. But just you, but you would assume it didn't have virus, know, fl- virus, yes. or, flux or anything.
1: Yeah, like and of course, virus seems to come on wherever you are, anyway. Uh, yeah, and it certain certainly. Sp- spreading um in those days where there are really only two rootstocks, 1202 extraordinarily vigorous um and um so4 which is luckily is what i chose and and so um, did you know SO4 did you? is the same as 5c i think now i'm not sure about that but
0: but did you know at the time like you heard one was uh, more vigorous yes or, and that
1: yeah. was it i'd take the less vigorous thing yeah um and
0: uh so you had a a, a hankering at the time when people were getting all excited about trying to get volume, that you were wanted to get quality. Always quality. It's yeah. it's just been the
1: yeah, and it's and it, yeah, it's very fortuitous I think because it, it, uh, it yeah, I've always wanted the quality, I've never wanted the quantity, and um, mm. and it it again and you know holy Moses, we were stumbling and bumbling our way through and. Uh, I remember the first labels coming in and they came from Wellington, they had no idea even about thing PMS colours or anything and I said oh blue and yellow and green and the, oh my god I've got 30,000 of these labels that I could only just afford and I certainly couldn't afford to redo them and, um, and uh, horrific things. <laughs> and they you know and then we started trying to and when you've got no money you do it all yourself you know so it was like
0: uh well the other thing about wine <laughs> like wine labels i try to explain to people is like i'm going actually to our the label place in wellington tomorrow to talk to them and they show me all these uh like brewery labels and everything and, I'm, and they're like oh they're doing this and that and really pushing the other and i go yeah, yeah but if it looks stupid it's gone in three months you know, you probably still have to look at that label like 30 years later and be like, God damn it.
1: Yeah. I, I think we was. oh, I do. I've got it in, in the tasting area. I look at it every day and I think, oh my God, what were we thinking? The, the gannet that I drew at the top looks like a vampire. That's unbelievable. But, yeah, it... Uh, Oh, it's all part of learning, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And if, yeah, that, yeah. if that's your worst mistake, and we certainly had no trouble. I think, you know, I had three vintages when we opened the restaurant, and I thought, great, you know, this is the first place, three vintages, you know, that's un- unheard of. Well, we sold the whole lot in two and a half months, and we're back to the same yeah. <laughs> current vintage, and basically, in, in those days, it was just about all red wine, um, with the Chardonnay was just coming on stream, So, uh, and then we realised that we needed more, so... I think today something like thirty labels, twenty-seven to thirty labels. Yeah, I was gonna mention been. that when you said <laughs> you you,
0: st- you don't go for quantity, but you certainly go for variety. Variety, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, if, yeah boredom if, boredom is not an option. Yes. So yeah. if you walk into <laughs> Clearview, you go, "Whoa! All right, we're gonna have some fun here." There's a lot of different wines to try. So,
1: and I uh, I think eighteen for the first time ever has given us probably the volume that we want to. To be able to have wine for a year, um, have thirty wines for twelve months. Mm. Um, we always sell out of everything, and um, and at the moment I think we're tasting probably fifteen wines, and so fifteen have sold out, which is uh, uh, you know probably a nice place to be, but I uh, you know so much more fun tasting through a lot of wine. It Costs you a fortune, but it's. Uh, yeah I don't I you, wouldn't know come, another way you, after 30 odd years you know if you, if you don't wake up and look forward to the day then it's probably no point in waking up is is I don't know. <laughs> Yeah
0: yeah I think if you were I don't know maybe only making you know a cabernet sauvignon or 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 just making pinot noir or just making chardonnay you would probably have to have five other things going on in your life yep. because that would just be a side project. Where well, I do have the other five <laughs> things going on, but at,
1: but at the same time, my in my accountant says, you know, if you're a smart man, you would just grow reserve chardonnay, pull everything out, and um, and and and, and I and I said, and then just forklift it on the back of the truck and wave it goodbye, and uh, and look forward to my check coming in. Well, you know, that's, that's not, not my life. life. Yeah, that's
0: know. not life. And accountants will say that, but you know to me like i probably wouldn't even go for you know i love chardonnay but i when i go to clearview i'm like looking forward to tasting like the malbec or the you know the enigma or something like that and and see what else you guys got up your sleeves it's like so well, that, it, it, and, it's and, upside for the whole brand you oh know?
1: it's it's uh, yeah all of that and it's about having fun with your business you know and and i want everybody at Clearview to have fun. We've now got Matt and Rob on board and they've embraced that hugely um, so in 30 years we've probably made a new wine or a new style every year um, first mean, uh, I met, I'd, I'd just come back from Georgia and um, over the border in in, um, in Turkey and, and seen those underground amphoras. Oh, where they've man. been making wine for 7,000 years. I mentioned it to and he just instantly took it straight on board, and uh, and I believe we made the first um, wine in New Zealand with zero additives, not even a yeast, and then just drained off, unfiltered, and, um, a and white, Is it a white or what is Yeah, it really? yeah, it was. Uh, it was Sauvignon Gris was the variety actually. Uh, yeah. And um and it, and it was a stunning wine. You know, not too feral,
0: hmm.
1: and uh, and you know just. Lovely to have those clever boys on board, and so much cleverer yeah, than I am. But really um, good team. Yeah. <laughs> sure. yeah, I think you know, for 15 years I made the wine all on my own, and for 15 with, with, or well, listening to people, but for 15 years as well, um, with help, and um, and I loved the help. And occasionally we'd have people come in from France or Italy or wherever, and um, and um, yeah, even today, obviously. I'm, Oh, never stop learning and um and uh, probably yeah, moved I don't, I don't more out of could. the
0: winery. I think that's the thing great thing about making wine is you just never every year is I think I couldn't make a beer or something like that. Not that I, I never had that interest to do it anyway, but just the idea of you know, it's a pretty similar process or unless you just chuck more hops at it or something. But with wine it's like you couldn't have the same year if you tried. <laughs> it's yeah. like well, you're just gonna get that, yeah. handed something different every year. Well,
1: so. and we're forever planting different varieties. Just planted Riesling. You know, oh my God, it's the only thing we haven't grown. I think so. Um, so oh, is up, that out Altitonga? Yeah. As well? Yeah. Directly in front of the restaurant, actually. It's, it's, you know, it'll produce a thousand bottles, and that's probably all we want for the restaurant. And get and some cool
0: of, ocean breezes. Yeah, and, and make
1: it dry as a bone, and just yeah. you know, and. Uh, and wait for a couple of years and um, and have something. I've had some good Hawkes
0: Bay Riesling over the years. You just it's obviously very yeah. site driven and everything. Down um, the road, I think um,
1: yeah, Beach House have done a good job. And, yeah, um, that's
0: right. There's just Tijuana, long not Yeah, it? yeah. Uh, so
1: yeah, no, no it's uh, uh, still exciting for me. And I and and with these, yeah. So the way, let's go through this. So you got a board, few right.
0: different levels of Chardonnay, which you know about Sauvignon Blanc.
1: Chardonnay I make eight different chardonnay. Eight different chardonnay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, and then I mean, You, know, convert, so, you I so you can start with an unwooded one, then you can go to the to the you know to the more um, what do we call it? Sulphidey, matchsticky, mm. through to um, to a lighter style barrel ferment to a heavier style to where we ha- I think we have New Zealand's most expensive white wine as a chardonnay uh, called the Endeavour. Um, it's been initially three years and a hundred percent new French oak um, and, that, and and for me that it, it's it just sucks up that oak out, out there the fruit is so intense that um, even after three years it's not dominant in oak so um, you know and then we have another one called three rows and I like oh my god and then we have a late harvest and a noble as well both adelhard so yeah good um, just a <laughs> Yeah, fun
0: Chardonnay world. Yeah, well, I was just thinking about that, you know, the more I get to my head around Tiwanga Chardonnay, is it probably, you know, obviously it does, because that's a great wine, but it, it can handle that three years and still be fresh, you know, and, yeah. and and lively when it goes in the bottle, because I guess it's an acid thing, so.
1: Yeah, there's something, yeah, there's something about the acid out there. People have tried to analyze what's going on. Um, yeah, I'm not a chemist. It doesn't worry me. Um, but you know, 25 bricks. Uh, uh, first, first juice out, leaven, acid. You know, unbelievable. It's <laughs> you know, crazy. Such a plaything. You know, we. Yeah, I, I love it. I love the strength, power, and uh, intensity. I don't like boring wines. I like wines with flavour. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. B- boring's not for us. <laughs>
0: no. So what are their uh, white Sauvignon Blanc, obviously?
1: Yeah, 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 well, 30 years ago, we, I followed in the line of um, Sacred Hill uh, with their, uh, with their ori- original uh, la- label, uh, their Fumé. Fumé, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, So, yeah, first was the barrel fermented Sauvignon uh, in uh, 1990, and, um, and oh my God, I think about those days, moving things in and out of cool stores and amongst the food and the, you know. Uh, yeah, but anyway, <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah, we have a Stramina. um, we have a, a, a Sauvignon Gris. Uh, a lot of people don't know about Sauvignon Gris, but, uh, you know, if you bought a, 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 a white Bordeaux, yeah, and, yeah. um, it could well have 30% Sauvignon Gris in with the Sauvignon Blanc.
0: And, uh, How would you, it's certainly, sort of, slightly sort of. I, Richer than Sauvignon Blanc, maybe. It's
1: it's more pear flavored. Yeah. It's a little, I think, a little softer. Maybe the acid, yeah. the, the, the acid on the palate seems a little lower. Um, it it's a little fatter and rounder, and uh, and I've only got twelve hundred vines out there, but uh, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. It doesn't sell that well on its own. Um, but it's just another, and, and we we blend it in often with the Sauvignon Blanc at, at maybe 10% and maybe make a little rosé, part of the rosé production. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, so yeah, maybe, uh, maybe the romance of the variety was, uh, is, uh, we, we got a little carried away with and, um, and, and yeah, I don't know if it works that well, but it certainly made a, a wonderful orange wine then I think it was 15, 16. Um, mm. So uh, you've got to wait for a good year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's pink skin, very similar to Pinot Gris and Gewürztraminer. Okay, yeah. but just not quite as aromatic. Maybe? No, no, <coughs> not, a, and certainly not as aromatic as Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. 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 Grey just means grey, obviously, so it's a, it's a grey Sauvignon. Yeah
0: and uh was we, that all the Yeah, it was semion. Semion, that's yeah. right I Semi, love semi-on. yeah
1: i yeah. love the semion. Yeah. And and we're barrel fermenting it so i've spent a little bit of time in sydney and up in the hunter and uh and and we um you know basically all tank fermented well throw it a, i do like oak i must admit Yeah. Uh, Throw a bit of oak at it, and it just gets richer and fatter and fuller, and in um, in a delightful wine, really. Um, we've yeah, Viognier as well, um, also barrel fermented. I have one uh, in my cellar for two years in oak, um, and uh, again, just that just that richness and fatness and fullness, really. I think it's uh, uh, just my style of wine, and um, and and we bake. Just the right amount that, that
0: keep that, it moving. That, yeah, keep it moving and yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and
1: and and sell it and have it with friends and you know your customers become your friends after a period of time.
0: Absolutely, and I uh, grew up in a in a bar in Philadelphia, so I yeah, know that you'd, all too. You well. have a lot of friends. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got some <laughs> customers who have become decibel investors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah fantastic. Yeah. So they're really good friends now. Yeah. Um, and then Rosé, obviously? Yeah,
1: Rosé from a very unusual variety, predominantly called chambour Um, The wine of the Muscadet region, I think maybe in 88, maybe 6,000 hectares growing uh, in France, probably, and disappeared now. One of the classic sort of so-called, I think, super hybrids, uh, maybe 50s, um, and... Um, and yeah, it's uh Well it
0: certainly worked for you
1: guys. I see it's that wine been everywhere. Fantastic. And yeah. it's it doesn't have the foxiness of the of the hybrid, so we can hand pick that, put it straight to press, squeeze it out, and that's the colour, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um we could diminish that colour, but it is what we do. Uh it's hard to sell in Auckland because all they want's that little light Weasley Provencal type yeah. uh, um A little light colour um, salmon. Yeah, yeah, uh, salmon. Yeah, salmon coloured. Um and uh, so, um, yeah, it, yeah. We I think we, 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 we've probably tripled, hundred uh, percent increase each year in the last, last four or five years, something like that. Mm. But um, and it's just you know it's fully flavoured. Uh, again, you know I just keep going back to flavour and having lots of flavour, and it's uh, so you can have it in the in, in the fridge beside your milk. You know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner—it's ready for you. You know, like it's, uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. and uh, and 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 it'll stand up to you know a a good meal, and in the evening as well. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's just a delight for us. We've we've planted new vineyards of it, funnily enough, and uh, from those vines, yes, grafted off from those original vines. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So, uh, again. Yeah, I think there was a little bit floating around in uh, Tiawanga in those early days. I can't remember whether I took my original cuttings from there or not. Um, But, uh, yeah, in fact, I'm struggling to remember where we got those first vines from. But um, now I'm just doing, um, rather than grafting them, doing them as cuttings, because I presume, as a so-called super hybrid, that it is phylloxera
0: resistant. Yeah, Uh, it should be. Time Hotel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And you've brought a really nice uh, cab franc for reserve yeah. franc from 07. Uh, 07? Every yeah, year.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, those are the first vines I planted. Um, I
0: <laughs> first vines, period. You planted? Yeah.
1: Oh, really? Mm. Um, and um, so these are 32 years of age and. Um, and Where's that come from, Matt? And, uh, I'm I'm in I'm in awe and envy of of you know, people like Matt and those and and my daughter as well actually who made wine all over the world, um, and my experience is a, a couple of days at Crab Farm and a couple of days at uh, <laughs> Sacred Hill in the 1984 and five and. Um, and 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 uh, and one day at Cheval Blanc, and uh, uh, one day at Domaine de Jacques. Well, you could just uh, say that's
0: all you needed. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know, generally on the sorting table, but uh, just uh, falling in love in, in, uh, with Saint Emilion, I think, and Cheval Blanc, um, and um, and knowing the sages, actually talking about uh, nurserymen. Uh, robin sage way back uh sure, had yeah. that um had that clone of cabernet franc and um so
0: yeah those were the first vines i planted and um and yeah well that brings it, me it, to another uh varietal because robin's the one who if i see him out and about in town i've known he's one of the I just happened to randomly meet him when i worked at vital in like oh eight and we've just always remained friendly and he always asks me how's that malbec going for you and uh he i think he gets a kick out of the fact that i started making that straight away and you obviously make some great malbec so i've uh it's it's a super
1: passionate variety of mine um you know it so delivers we're talking again flavor you know it's big black rich yeah uh, great
0: acid everything yeah got
1: everything and um and you know and you can get it and I think we do it so much better than Australia for, you know, and maybe Merlot yeah. as well. And it marries so well with Merlot. You know, we've been doing Merlot for 150 years in Hawke's Bay, and we just, you know, we just need to hang our head on that baby and wait for it to come back after that stupid movie. Yeah, you know? it, it, it will. And
0: uh, and people like Merlot; they just they don't know they like Merlot. Uh, you know, you uh, put well, it in their glass. And, and
1: Melbex becoming a little trendy again in the or well not again in the states as well and we do tend to follow the states a little bit in trends. yeah
0: and, I, and actually australia as well now yes. uh, that's starting to pick up uh, oh, no. again uh and uh, i've certainly seen a little bit of a interest over there and i can you know you kind of sense these things You say, oh you ordered a little more okay and you know you, um but the malbec so or do you know what clone do you have out there or do you know, or was it just one of those old no. old ones? No,
1: oh, there, uh,
0: there's two clients. There's one you
1: want to avoid because it doesn't crop at all. Mm. I've had that one, and sorry, no, I don't know the numbers. Um, yeah, I think five nine
0: five and ten fifty six or yeah. something, but yeah. five, five nine five. It depends on where you're at too. I pulled you know? the five nine five out. I mm. think it was the low cropping mm. one. I well, think. it has the every other year thing kind yeah, of sometimes. Okay, yeah. And,
1: um, so and put um, put that Chambasane in there actually in that block, but um, but the um, yeah the Malbec and Merlot they just seem to be you know you've got to be a little careful with Malbec. I think you either put in a, it in a lot or a little. So a little it just enriches your Merlot and and just makes it just you know so fat and full and fruity and delicious and um. At a lot. We have a we have a wine called Two Pinnacles, which is uh, uh, ninety plus percent malbec, often a hundred percent. But again, it uh, a little splash of merlot in there, maybe a little splash of cabernet, just to just to give, give it, it a some own. backbone and, mm. and a little bit of
0: um, it's a different fruit. Maybe. Yeah, and it's a different. Mm. You know, I've added sort of 10 percent of merlot in certain years to my malbec, whether it's made it on the label or not. But um, it does add that. Sort of rounder fruit, yes. you know, where Malbec yeah. can be a little edgier, you know. Yes, and yep.
1: uh, and it can become dominant, you know, but yeah. with those aromatics. So uh, uh, where we are on the coast, you know, I think if we have a, a secret, um, not too many now. I think fifteen wineries are sourcing their fruit from there. But, um, <laughs> not that secret, but it, um, that that we can hold and hold and hold the fruit, uh, perhaps for longer, and an elo- for me an elongated ripening is a is a ripening that gives more flavour. You know, you know, short and sharp, well, ask any Aussie. Um yeah, yeah doesn't work. Elongate it as long as it gets ripe at the end and, and as long as it's clean, uh, fantastic. And and so and then at the end we've also got acid, you know, an acid basin with things like um Syrah, you know, just leave leave a bit of stem and a, a whole bunch, um, you know, just tends to drop that acid a little and, and and give a little bit more um, a little bit more mouthfeel maybe um with the, because you know it's all about the alternate heating and cooling of the land and the sea so in the morning the sea is warmer than the land so we get an offshore breeze which is perfect for quick surf in the morning Uh, by 11 o'clock the land being black is heated up the the air is going the opposite direction so we get an onshore breeze which is great because it's hot and um, and and that's cooling you down so it means that we don't have the humidity around the fruit and we don't get um, uh, uh, too many problems with um, botrytis and with uh, mildews because uh, the fruit is dry
0: and the leaves and Uh, frost protection natural frost protection (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one absolutely
1: yeah i uh, Yes, frost. <laughs> I remember sitting with Dougie Weiser in, uh, in the, uh, when was it, This uh, no, November, I think, about the 12th, 15th, um, on the beach at uh, three o'clock in the morning. Um, he was the first winemaker at Craggy, and he was a, a, a great friend, um, and... Uh, and we're kicking frozen stones into the sea, saying, "I think we're in trouble here <laughs> mm. um. and um, And we were, and so was the whole of New Zealand, I think, and that was the fr- big frost of '2, and it affected O3 vintage. and then you know not only did it affect the vintage, but then the day we started decided to pick, I think it rained for three weeks so. All in all,
0: probably a vintage to uh, avoid. O 3s <laughs> Yeah, I have to admit I haven't had a lot of them, and that makes sense. Yeah, I've had you know over the years more o ones, o twos, o fours, o five. I can't. Yeah, yeah, well, and, yeah. And I probably don't remember them because I don't maybe have that great of an experience. Well, but it'd probably be, nobody is keeping them either. Yeah, keep <laughs> them, get them, keep yeah. them moving. Yeah, um, so yeah, Cabernet Sauvignon. You got some yeah, bit uh, out there? We, uh, yeah, for for. for Twenty
1: eight years, yes, and then we pulled that out, and um, and we source all our cabinet from, from the Gimlet Road now, least a block out. Out, yep. out here. I've just come from there now. actually. Yep, yep. And, um, Give Giving an so, excuse to come out. Yes, and see me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. See how the desert's going out here. Yeah, yeah. I know.
0: You mentioned that to be how's <laughs> the desert? Uh, and I tell you what, man, I even lives, around the corner on uh, what's called the Bridge Pa vineyard which is all syrah i lived in a little house there yeah and this site is completely different and we're not talking about you know it's still considered bridge pod it's yeah uh, this is so dry out here in the summer and the wind it's you know you can see it really is the old river valley yeah. through here and it just whips through here you cannot believe you know as much as i complain about how much lawn i have to mow um and get on the you know the riding mower and everything and this you know by d- December it's just it's tumbleweeds and and uh and desert out here it's crazy yeah.
1: well it, it, the whole of Bay is like that of course which is um all the you know and the farmers you know they actually yeah it is changing slightly but the the farmers are all um you know they their animals are um are, you know they aren't uh, they're not holding on to a, a, a uh, a lot of livestock because, you know, there's not a lot of feed. We've been getting, I have to think about 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. You know, we're getting intermittent showers now, and I'm actually really happy about those. You know, I don't want a, a dry desert, you know, come vintage. I, I actually want, um, you know, I think about the vintage of 14 where we I was had just every thinking three... That. I weeks was, we had a, just a little maybe I, half
0: an inch of rain. That's so funny you say that. Is that is my favorite vintage that I've worked here because we had rain at the right time and the wines show it. They yeah. have vol, they're voluptuous and delicious and round and yep. and but still really ripe and rich and all that as well. Yeah. So you know and intense. So uh, I I'm hundred percent on board with you on that. It's just uh, you know the.
1: I think the, there has to be health. You know with, with all of us. You know whatever we're doing. I think health high health is what it's about and the. You know, you starve something too much. I think in 13, thirteen and nine, I think particularly out this way, I think you realise everybody started to realise actually how much uh, water the vines actually wanted. You know, and, mm. and uh, suddenly you're defoliating, and um, and uh, by then it's all too late. You know, so it's a it's a. Yeah, and, and the other important thing is that the farmer's happy as well, you see, and a happy farmer is also a farmer that spends
0: a little bit of money on wine. So That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good for the New Zealand it's economy the, at whole, you know. Certainly for Hawke's Bay,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: well, I think because uh, I'm always looking at that exchange rate, So, and I know how much dairy affects the New Zealand economy and everything, and I'm like, yeah, we, you know, we don't want it to hurt the economy so much that we're all in the shit because, yeah. you know, but you do, you know, you know. we had, I think, one of the drought years, maybe maybe it was 13, you know, you were reading the New Zealand Herald and things like that and uh, the nightmares going on for farmers everywhere. And uh, so you don't want it to get that bad, but you also obviously don't want it to rain too much. When it's raining too much, the farmers are too happy oh. and, and we're... All, all of that. <laughs> and, the,
1: and this year, you know, I think for us, 18 was fantastic it's probably one of my favorite i agree yeah. it was a great year uh, it wasn't great for everyone but it uh, in in the in, in viticulture but it was uh, you know it it. i think it, i think the vines were very you know generally um, very,
0: happy. very happy and um, yeah, happy vines are a um so you know. I should be holding your notes to see if there's something I should be asking you. You know, uh, so what do we miss? Do we miss some uh, important history? Oh uh,
1: well, you know, I have to, I have to think about this whole winemaking thing. You know that uh, that, and and what's the most and 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 also the whole touristy thing going on now. You know, so 30 years ago, I think you know we were probably the first winery restaurant in the middle of a paddock I mean holy Moses you know just think back to those days I, you know I and and we were just driven the whole time we had no idea whether anyone's going to arrive or do you know mm. I bought Ford Motors tractor shed from the, from the middle of Hastings it cost me a thousand dollars you know sat, <laughs> everything's always going through some matrimonial property act but You know, and and it sat there for a couple of years, and then we put it up. A a couple of mates and I, and 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 we made wine in there, and then we decided. I think Elmer, in her wisdom, decided that uh, she wanted uh, to open a restaurant, and and so you know we had white chair, plastic chairs outside on the shingle, and 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 wine fermenting inside, and and bugs, and you know, and things flying around in the air, and uh, and obviously no permits for anything and uh, and um just unbelievable really that w- what happened and, and and i look back today and now you know and people are saying oh nobody's going to ever come out to your place for lunch you know it's a 15 minute drive out there Well,
0: <laughs> every time i'm there it's full <laughs> oh, no,
1: you, know, <laughs> you know i think we've fed something like two million people in those 30 years or at least have been I, I through the doors it. and it's like it you know it, it was just a crazy thing really and 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 you know if I've got friends coming to stay what do we do we drive as far as we can to you know I'm over to Crab Farm I'm over you know or even Elephant Hill or, you know we, we travel now and um, and if yep. you've ever lived in a city 15 minute drive might take you 50 metres down the road on a, on, a, on a rush hour day
0: here it takes you pretty far uh, yeah 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 across the bay really yeah, across the bay yeah um, and uh, I mean none of that surprises me I think some of the some of the things I'm lucky about being from outside of here and I walk into certain places sometimes and I just go, of course, like, yeah, this is great, you know? And, and, uh, so many people that come visit me, that's like one of the, tick marks is like well we got to go out to clearview and have a little bit of a See lunch what's and, going and, on and chill there, out right. and yeah. Yeah. and you know it's just like it's an it's part of the Hawkes bay experience i think so. I,
1: i'm just thinking back to those early days and and what the whole thing about winemaking you know it's become um you know you embrace the whole thing you're driven by the passion of the growing the making the but i think it's all about the people for me it is you know Oh, I think of those young kids that they that have come in over the years. You know, hello, you know, and uh, you know, you've, you've, oh my goodness, and you, you know, you've got them polishing glasses so that they can see what's going on, and then they, uh, then you're giving them a little table for two to, you know, hello, my name's Toothy yeah, yeah, and I'm your waitress today, you know, <laughs> and then ten years later they come back, they're some corporate lawyer in London, and they bring all their children and their husbands, and oh, I remember when I was, you know, the, this uh, little girl, and you know. And aunt, Oh, and that, this is still the same here, and this, you know, and there's something else here, and and I think, oh my goodness, if only you could remember or a look at how you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and I, and, the, and then they end up, you know, probably waiting on one of the more difficult tables, and um, uh, and um, and it just, you know, and my children have all been through that as well, and I I have three girls. Um, Katie was the um, was the uh, winemaker at Canoon for about five years, but she had made wine all over the world from Oregon to down south to everywhere and, and of course have been brought up between Sacred Hill and, um, and Clearview and, uh, and she took Canoon to winery of the year, uh, I think two for two years and, um, and then came home, as we all did, to raise children and then Gemma is the general manager at Crab Farm Winery. She's, uh, she married Hamish's oldest boy there um, Hay- Hayden, and, right? Yeah, yeah. And 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 and, okay. uh, and and she's wound that up into something, you know. With obviously with Hamish's help, but but Hamish is also embraced crab farm. Every time you go there, there's some new construction going on. He's
0: just, it's just just cool events, it's, and that's another yeah. place where you walk in and you just yeah. you're like, yeah, this is great. I can yeah. hang out here. And, and he that.
1: was so passionate about Pinot in Hawke's Bay as well. He's made some amazing. I mean, I, I drank an eighty-five Pinot that was it was close to. 28 30 years old a while back and it was just holding together so well and and uh, you know that it's the passion of those people and and all you know not you know the people i have known over the years the uh, the people we've traveled with to the states like the larry mckenna's and the the john belshams and the oh my goodness you know they just go on forever and, and lovely old friends like uh, you know just yeah it's it's been a a great journey and um and and oh i better mention my youngest daughter bella who's uh, (laughs) working at clearview and they have all they're all married and they've all got children and um so i have six boys and six girls um and uh uh, uh, sorry three of each three boys um three girls and the grandchildren line never hardly see any of them because I'm always working but that's okay Um, they know they know what that's about and uh, and they've all uh, they've all been through there all, too and they've see they've you, all got the work yeah. ethic as well yeah, which yeah. is which is cool um, but yeah all no the, I think
0: you're you're dead on with the uh, it's funny that you mentioned that about the kid who worked in the restaurant to come back or hung out in the restaurant because that was what my dad always said with our family bar back in Philly was like you know, we kind of come in and rough up the place on uh, summer break from uni or something like that. And, and man, was he right that all the – I'm probably the, the least successful one out of all these guys and girls that I used to hang out with. And now they all go back and spend – you know, they dump tons of money into the restaurant yeah. and, and want to, you know, go bring a first date there and bring their wife and now kids there and everything and uh, he was right about that and one. And you know,
1: and you know what they're all looking for. They're all looking for what you're doing. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah. Know, they're, they're, What's going their on? Their passion man? is in the money, and um, and and uh, and they're envious of what you're doing. And you'll find that most of those money people have got their name on a label somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, I, Doug, I keep going back to Doug Weiser because uh, uh, you know, as a young man who's probably 20 years younger than I was, uh, he. Um, he uh, was just a delight he sort of introduced me to um, Kirsten, my wife now uh, must be seventeen years ago and uh, and the three of us uh, plus Cara, uh, a, a dear friend at actually Elephant Hill now um, she uh, we're all knocked round together and um, and uh, and yeah Dougie and I uh, oh. Yeah, he introduced me to a chap called Mark Blake, who had bought the old Iron Gate Vineyard, and um, and then just recently last year, um, just before the fires, I, I went back to um, uh, to the Napa and caught up with all those people that had. It was a sort of a Mark Blake, uh, Doug Weiser um, memorial trip, really, without even meaning to, and um, and just I was completely blown away by the quality of the. And the size of these tiny wineries that had to be worth 20 or 30 million in their building structures and what have you, and their barrels mm. and their underground storage. But it, it, um, the passion of these young guys, you know, who are now between 30 and 50, I suppose, and, um, was, was just, you know, it, it, was, it was a delightful trip for two weeks and I'll visiting go- people like Futo, Goose Cross, Anomaly, a brew. David Arthur, and then coming across down the central coast, Adelaide, and um, places that we all connected over over that. Since Doug died in in two thousand and three, four actually. Um, so um, yeah, it was a Mark's stole life. Mark, you, you yeah. said a memorial. I was like, yeah, oh, sure, no, I no, it was a Dougie yeah. Wise, I sort of yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, get together. really. Oh, he and, certainly uh,
0: made an impact because I had a, I yeah. interviewed a guy on the podcast uh, who was a mate called Tegan Pasilacqua, who's now the chief winemaker at Turley in California. And he went on and on about Doug, you know, and he worked, you know, vintage with him down here, you know, 12 years before or something. Yes. And, And that...
1: Well, Doug, only, he probably only had three or four vintages in, under his belt, I think, you know, yeah. but
0: suddenly, he was just super smart. Made you know? an impact. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Shone bright, but,
0: uh, that guy, yeah. yeah.
1: And I think, you know, I, 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 only bringing it up because I, I just think that that's the beauty of the industry is that, is that just like-minded people
0: are getting together. I'm, you know, I'm an old man now. But <laughs> um, well, going back but, to what I said <laughs> earlier about you guys helping me out with a bit of Chardonnay, like... For people that are new to the wine industry, I ran into a, a vineyard guy in the Gravels the other day, and I was borrowing something from a winery there, and he goes, man, I've never seen this in another industry where you know, everybody just kind of helps each other. Oh, what um, do you need? You need this, all right, I take this tank to bring it back later, or, you know. Oh, it, 100%, it, yeah, and, uh,
1: and I remember somebody's press shat itself, you know, and and we had two presses. Within an hour and a half, we had a high ab out, press on the back, over delivered and he never missed a beat you Mm. know he he went two hours down and um and 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 uh, and uh,
0: they kept on going you know that was uh because you know that's like uh, particularly during vintage the time and you just not if you miss you're gonna you're gonna have some serious problems if you don't just keep things moving so
1: oh i think yeah for me that's the beauty of the industry, I think. And you know, you know, we're not septic tank cleaners, are we? You know, no. we're actually producing a nice product as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know. <laughs> though I do
0: like a clean septic tank. Yeah, <laughs> I must admit, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those guys don't get all the glory. You know, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there's a reason why I also haven't gone into that business. But, yeah. uh, they're probably making more money than me, probably, yeah. but, or at least the guy who owns it. Shit, isn't that the? Uh, well, no, I guess waste management. I was thinking of craggy range. That's I probably waste management sure. do it as well. Yeah, yeah I'm sure.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you want to be careful where you're fermenting things. So. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> so I don't even think we finished uh, really all the reds that you guys do. Merlot, we sort of touched on. Um, we do,
1: do yeah, We do two labels. We do a sort of 20 dollars dollar label and we do a 50 dollars dollar label. So the reserve label's at $50. Um, the Cape Kidnappers label is the 20-odd dollar, so we do a Merlot-Malbec blend there, we do a Syrah blend there. Um, and oh, uh, Syrah too, yeah, yes, that's right. And, and, um, and then we do all the Bordeaux Reds, so we do Cabernet-dominant, call it the Olive Block, we do Merlot-dominant, call it the Enigma, um, we do Malbec-dominant, call it Two Pinnacles, um, and we do Franck-dominant. Uh, call it Reserve Cabernet Franc. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so yeah, so that's that's the sort of top end. And then we have a wine called the Basket Press that only comes out in the great years. It retails around the two hundred dollar mark. I made the first one in nineteen eighty nine. Um, again, two to three years and one hundred percent new French oak and um, Cabernet dominant generally always blended but i think 09 was such a great year uh it was 100 percent cabernet it just tasted better uh, if if under blending it doesn't taste uh if it tastes better on its own then it so just i think I've had, <laughs> I've had the
0: 98 and the 13 and maybe the 07 of that Yep. oh at yep. random tastings yes and uh yeah. yeah well you talk about flavor that one delivers yeah, yeah, and, yeah uh, i love the fact that uh there are people making you know uh and you've obviously been one of the pioneers of that making a wine like that and say this is the best of the best and and uh our best years and and uh and charging a healthy dollar for it as well because it we need wines like that, you know, we, to really... We need to up all our pricing, you know. Yeah.
1: I'm so envious of Napa. Yeah. You know, I mean, a few of those um, wineries I mentioned, you know, they start at $500 US a bottle, you know. and
0: We just need to turn uh, Waipakaroo into a, uh, you know, a tech capital and uh, metropo- metropolis. Yeah. Just like San Francisco, you know. Or banking, uh, banking yeah. does
1: well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I have high hopes for the uh, rocket launching pad up in in Mahia. Maybe we'll bring in some some tech people that way. That's not too well. But those, you know, they certainly get support. Uh, And the other thing, you know, that is this sort of uh, elephant in the room and unspoken thing about Napa is how much places like Texas support that industry. I mean, there is so much, you know, those single vineyard $100, $200 wines that just make their way onto, uh, you know, into Texas – sellers and you know and you know and it's spread throughout the country but I'm just saying there's the rest of the, the US and it's tough I think New Zealand we got to get our message across and get it across the seas because we just don't have the population to right. support all the time the, the fine wine uh, thing where but it is getting better I think well, and New Zealand
1: is you know is becoming slightly wealthier and I think those people that travel overseas and see uh, that level they come back and expect. You know it's a bit like hell when we started the restaurant. You know, we'd, we'd just come back from overseas, we expected fresh, we expected Mediterranean, we expected more. And uh, what did we have? We had um, meat and three veg basically. And, yeah. um, and I remember introducing that Mediterranean, or not just me, but the, the team that introducing that Mediterranean fare uh, to Hawke's Bay, if not New Zealand, and uh, and um. You know the wine's the same. It's uh, never never stop pushing forward. I think never stop experimenting and um, and uh, yeah, it's so nice to have people on board the the same and and in the restaurant as well. I think the, you know.
0: Yeah, I poked my head so, in the back of the restaurant when I was there the day with the Chardonnay, and uh, it was a really good vibe in there. Yeah, it was like you know busy bodies but fun and yeah, the know. kitchens the kitchens good. Yeah, and
1: uh, yeah, we I I, I certainly work hard on the uh, trying to have fun scheme yeah. and theme, I mean. Uh, you seem
0: fun, Tim. You know? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, well, I like fun. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I, I, I like fun, I'm, I'm blessed uh, with an amazing wife. I have to mention Kirsten because she is a delight. I've never spent 17 years with anybody, so <laughs> two years ago I thought I'd better snap her up before somebody else did, so, yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. we got married, so yep. Uh, ultimate romantic i think i'd like to think anyway yeah but, um uh, so <laughs> she's uh so there's a new project on hand maybe uh we'll have a, a hairdressing salon as well with a
0: free glass of wine somewhere oh that sounds line. good yeah. relax you know <laughs> out in, yeah. t- in tiawanga or yeah probably oh that'd yeah. be awesome yeah how's the is the uh community slash sort of pop uh, it's a great community out there but is it always pretty much the same population? There's not much con- it, it, construction oh, out well, there. Or? No, no,
1: things have changed hugely. The demographics—it's my age group realizing they're three, four, five million house in Wellington, Auckland, or wherever—and um, deciding they want to get away from that rat, rat race and buying their five to eight hundred thousand dollar cottage in Tiawanga and doing it up. And um, so I would say there'd be fifteen to twenty. Couples my age just moved in the last couple of years, so Mm. it's gone completely nuts. um, um, There are new um, subdivisions uh, mooted and going ahead, actually, um, maybe up to 100 uh, in a a tiny little area, which is, I think we've got 400 houses there. But at this stage, it's the beauty of people wanting to get out of that, what they've been in, into a more... Uh, relaxed environment so we haven't gotten you know uh, we haven't got um gold coast come to hawks bay yet it's we don't want uh, that
0: no uh, we don't need any big hotels and uh, but the uh, no. tijuana is i think such a special place and uh, i spent time over the years hanging and just hanging out there and i, I love it i would live out there i mean just think about you know, the waves crashing constantly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you there's know?
1: something about the, you know, they, they talk about the waves creating negative ions and the negative ions make you feel positive, you know. Mm. Um, and um, so the, there's something about the beach. It, it also gives us 100 acres of playground. You know, we're hopping out, I think, I've, how many four wheel vehicles have I got? About eight of them. Um, just for going out to the end of Cape Kidnappers, the best thing you can do in Hawke's Bay, you hop on a vehicle and or a four wheeler or a, I've got Land Cruisers, all sorts, and and boom, and away you go. And a bit of a crew of you, and hop out, grab some mussels off the rock, or if you've got some some um, some lovely son in laws like I have, then um, some crayfish and power Diving, and yeah, um, yeah. and and light a fire on the beach. You've got four hours, you know, before the tides take you out um, <laughs> and uh afternoon sun with the kids and the you know just fantastic. Yeah. yeah,
0: I don't think we've as humans really have put our quite our finger on the idea of why so many beach communities through the whole world are just like nice, a little more laid back, a little more cruisy. people just seem a little more happier. You and know, I think they, there's
1: something about the, the, you know there's there's a thing about the co- where you're growing things coastally. They're finding That that meat grown on the coast, perhaps grapes grown on the coast. There is there is something a little bit more than just the structure of the um, the terroir. There's something a little uh, oh my god, we don't want to get too carried
0: away, but a little more mystical. No, let's get carried away. um, I'm all for getting carried away, but well, I think the ocean is uh, you know it's a pretty powerful big mystery to us all. Still, I mean, there's people that you know. So why wouldn't it have an effect? You know, so. Let's leave it mystical, Tim. You, yeah, you, you yeah. good? You got I'm, anything else I'm a, to... No, you, you I'm, good? I'm, I'm
1: happy with a mystery. All
0: right. Well, uh, we might just leave it there. <laughs> I might have to drive to Martinborough now, and I appreciate you coming out this way, out to the desert to visit us. You the know? De- desert's okay.
1: There's its place.
0: And thanks for the frog. <laughs> cheers. Oh, cheers. Thank you, Tim. That was awesome, man. It's good to get to know you a little bit better. Clearview Estate, if you have been living on the moon uh, and not in Hawke's Bay. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. But if you have been living in Hawke's Bay, then you definitely know of Clearview Estate. Clearviewestate.co.nz. Instagram for Tim is at Tim and their are uh, Clearview Instagram is at Clearview Estate, and uh, yeah, check them out. Always got new releases. They those wines go quick. So if you like Chardonnay and you like any of the other varietals we talked about, they're all good and they go quick. So I suggest you get out to the cellar door, and if you happen to be in Hawks Bay, you can do that, or you go online and uh, check out their wines. Uh, again, thanks a lot, Tim, for me. I'm at Decibel Dan. And of course, uh Decibel Wines on Facebook, uh decibelwines.com. That is my honest to goodness uh, sponsor, as well as kariwine.com. Uh so please hashtag drinkdecibel and uh yeah if you're gonna be in Australia in early August, hit me a line. Tell me some good things to do in Australia can always uh, visit our at VinStory podcast on Twitter and send us a note. I'll catch you guys soon. Cheers.